0: This is Chris with all of you, and I am honorably joined by my chums, as always, on this show, none other than Dr. No and Stavro Blofeld. How you doing, guys? (laughs) I want to know who is Dr. No, (laughs) because we know who's (laughs)
1: Blofeld. (laughs) You're bad, Chris, because you know I haven't watched any... Bond film and then you use characters from Bond, so I don't know which I am. So hey, I'm very confused right now.
2: That, Chris <laughs> has not seen any Bond films either.
0: So right, you, right. You're not I, alone in that book. But 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 I read I, I did read uh, Irving's terrific piece on the Bond list. So uh you know anybody can be exposed to those names. <laughs> I was excited. I'm, I'm a very passionate guy about yeah. Bond
2: films because if I have seen all the old ones that are sometimes two hours and 15 minutes and you're just like, oh, why, how? Um, I, I, I'm very passionate about Bond. But, you know, we're still yeah. celebrating him
0: until of until Myers dethrone him from the box office. Yes, of course. <laughs> so we have a, a, a pretty cool show for all of you since in a few weeks we are going to be all talking about Dune, then hey let's do what everybody else is going to do and well talk about it <laughs> uh so uh denny Villeneuve's latest is gonna come out on october the 22nd that is a few weeks uh yeah just a little over a week from the time of this recording and that is the movie that is going to save cinema
2: <laughs> don't
0: the crickets. Talking, the man. crickets. Don't get me.
2: Don't get me started. I want to hear Joel. That's but- the
0: latest one. The latest one that's going to save cinema. Okay. There have been,
1: <laughs> there have it's been many. Just, I haven't been. You all know that I don't have any uh, social uh, media uh, platforms yes, at you all. you are.
0: You are Twitterless, Joel.
1: Yes. Yeah. So it's kind of funny because I, even though I love Danny Villeneuve, I love uh big epic movies um I, I know i was redundant there but i don't care um it's funny i don't know why should doom be the movie that saves cinema is cinema needs needs saving though because i, I, think, I think cinema has been going for a while right now
0: you know i said off the air before we started recording i said that this is similar to what happened with Tenet last year and they have they both have something in common now, i'm not talking about the movies in particular that they have directors who like to speak up when nobody asks them to <laughs> <laughs> about certain things about saving cinema and keeping the theater experience that's a topic for another day uh, but they have uh, filmmakers brilliant filmmakers who you know are opening their mouths and putting their foot in it <laughs> And that's causing uh, a lot of uh, overhype plus negative hype and negative positive hype, if that makes sense. (laughs) But uh, in my case, uh, the thing that I'm kind of like chuckling at, I'm anticipating Dune as well. Uh, But uh, the thing I'm kind of laughing at is that what's going to happen when people expecting Star Wars don't get Star Wars, which is exactly what they are not going to get. Uh, I think the same thing happened with Arrival when everybody probably was expecting Independence Day and they got Arrival. So that's kind of my thing. Like, you know, what happens when people are going to be hyped? Yeah, dude. And then when they don't get Star Wars, they're going to be like, what the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? They're not going to. Probably
2: react um, the same way because when Arrival came out, they already saw they already saw signs. and <laughs> not Chameleon signs. Therefore, it you know they probably are they were prepared for that type of movie like that Arrival was, which we adore. I love it. <clears throat> and but this one, it it it's kind of like. Um, it's interesting because I have seen people like literally like praising this movie and I'm talking about critics and all that. And I haven't seen people like have been like bashing this movie that much, mm-hmm. which is interesting because I know that you have Chris on, on social media or at least on Twitter. I'll say that my expectations are super high, but I don't want to get ahead of myself yet. But I will say that what I've been hearing that I feel like it's not that cool is that we're talking about a movie that it's supposed to be a part one. And I don't want this to be just an excuse um, to justify that this is an unfinished movie, that it doesn't feel that it is a whole uh, movie with all the parts that we understand. First act, second act, third act. and. All this arcs with the most important characters, and which in this case we know that Timothy Shaman will carry that torch. But it, it, I don't want it to, to, to end up being like what you know, what Joel mentioned like uh, off air like a few days ago or yesterday, I think. Um, I don't want this to be Mockingjay, part one, part two. I don't want to feel like that.
1: I, I want. want
0: to <laughs> that that is you actually always... a <laughs> you do <laughs> that, that is actually a legitimate that's a legitimate beef you have there because uh, I don't think it might happen but the the beef and the fear is legitimate because we have seen it before and the fact that you know there is probably going to be a, a second uh, part to it. Um, kind of raises that sort of flag of, wait, what if they, you know, I, I, if they leave us with a cliffhanger, then I won't mind that. Like with a with a thrilling cliffhanger, like the one I kind of remember that did that, that I, it's a movie that I enjoyed and did that was, um, it was The Hobbit, The Desolation of Smaug. In the mm-hmm. end, like, You know, when that whole really cool scene of, of, you know, Bilbo speaking with the dragon and then, you know, the dragon is enraged. I am fire. I am death. What have I done? Cut to black. That was brilliant. So that I wouldn't mind that. But what I would mind, which is I think what Irving is trying to say is that they decide to just kind of pack it in set up some things and then kind of cruise to the end. Hey, part two is coming in two years.
1: No, I, I want to, sorry. I want to interview because there's so much to unpack here because, uh, Chris brought first, uh, the issue about, um, this movie being, uh, misinterpreted by people like, um, Obviously, Dune has been done before. I think it has been done as a David Lynch film. It almost was done as a a, 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 a Jodorowsky film, and it was made as a series. So people know that Dune is way different than Star Wars. So I hope people know they're going for something very different. You know, Mm -hmm. there's no lightsabers here. I don't know... Very much about the Doom World. Um, I haven't read the novel. I haven't watched any of the previous work done about the the, mm. the theme. Same. So I'm going very naked, literally. Not 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 literally. Sorry, I'm not going no, no, to the no. cinema. Please but no. you'll, you'll but be thrown out. I have yeah, I have no idea what I'm gonna watch. I just know that there's a great cast, uh great crew. So I'm going with that expectation. That's the only thing. expectation that I have. I don't think it's going to save cinema because no. if Suicide Squad couldn't do it, the, sorry, Death Suicide Squad couldn't do it, which I think was a great blockbuster film released this summer, uh, Dune is going to have a lot of trouble mm-hmm. because the Suicide Squad at least has the DC fandom. Dune, was, what has? Uh, the Vilnius fandom, which I don't think, is that yeah. big at all? Not even though he's great, no, yeah,
0: not that not big. Not even. No, in no. twenty seventeen, wasn't that big?
1: Yeah, and not so. even.
0: And not even Tenet, which was supposed to do that last year. And Chris Nolan, you know, has has this sort of streak where he kind of, you know, doubles the budget that he used for for the film in in, in the box office. You know, he he gets, you know, uh, you know five hundred million easy in all his movies since the dark Knight*, Mm -hmm. um and because of the pandemic situation last year nowhere near so and and then there's the part of the overhype and you know the director putting you know his foot in his mouth and then uh then the movie which you know isn't to the favor of the masses you know you combine all (laughs) that and you know and that's kind of the fear with doom but Mm -hmm. um I'm just like you, Joel. I am going completely, you know, head empty. I don't know the works, the previous works. I did not see David Lynch's version. The only thing I know about Dune is the documentary that was made, uh, Hodorowski's Dune, which is a tremendous, tremendous documentary. If you haven't seen it, before you see Dune, I recommend you to see it so you can... Check out what was going to be done in the early 70s (laughs) with (laughs) that one. So, yeah, uh, my expectation is pretty much it's Denis Villeneuve. I've loved his movie so far, and that's Mm -hmm. my expectation. I don't have any expectations with the story, or I'm not expecting Star Wars, anything like that. I'm just looking to, you know, have a nice time. And the one thing I do not want is it to be uh completely boring and yeah you know uh, i don't think that's
1: gonna happen no no knowing he he even his more uh serious film i think it could be maybe prisoners is very entertaining so and and and,
0: even if even if it's a slow burn you know slow burn doesn't mean boring slow burn Mm -hmm. just you know it's a pace you know you think of uh, Sicario. Sicario is kind of a slow burn but it's so oh, riveting yeah. it's so oh, riveting yeah. and and the nervous energy that that film has when it comes to putting you in the perspective of Emily Blunt's character you don't know what's mm-hmm. going on just like she doesn't know what's going on <laughs> so that sort of tension you know is is riveting and that's a, a good thing that v has in his style, and most of his movies are the same way. And Sandys has that sort of slow burn thing. Uh, Enemy, Polytechnique, you know, all his films have that sort of thing. Uh, even Blade Runner 2049 has that sort of slow burn yeah, thing. It's a it's slow burn
2: of a sci-fi film. And when I mentioned Zodiac earlier, it's because, and I know that this is David Fincher's, um, uh, but they have they they have something in common and they have they they like to slow the slow burn as we talk but they they like the slow pace of a movie that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: you know allows you to to know a little bit more about the characters to to develop your 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 relationship with the characters but Mm -hmm. also they they do it and most of the time it pays off you know, mm-hmm. maybe the last act and the third act, because the emotions that you have developed already with those characters help you to feel something at the end of it. Mark those words. Helps you <laughs> feel something at the end of it. And mm-hmm. I, I don't want to sound like 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 a silly guy here, like talking about a movie that he hasn't seen. Um, but but thinking about part one, part two, um, I mean. I know that he has all the elements. Apparently, Greg Fraser's uh, cinematography is amazing. Hans Zimmer, my goodness. Like, what can you expect from from Hans Zimmer? And they're talking that this is one of his best, um, you know, original scores ever. And he has all the elements. He has, like, all the technology with him. I bet that the IMAX is going to be amazing. So I'm not worried about that. I'm just worried about, like... Am I just going to see half of a movie? Because right. if we go back to movies that have leave you have left you on a cliffhanger, Matrix reloaded. Matrix reloaded, ended, and you were just like that's a great example. Oh. But you know that you knew that probably like in less than a year, you were going to have that conclusion. And you at least were like, I think that it 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 they earned it, like they earned that, like that cliffhanger. And I don't have any problem with those. I mean, if you want to utilize the high bar, then Lord of the Rings, Okay, all of those were like movies that you could say that, okay, it ended. I mean, I know that we're going to have a second part and a third third part, but this was as a whole, this was amazing, this was good. That's what I would like to see from Dude. That's my expectation.
0: I think okay. I think jo- I think Joel brought a great point in one of our chats uh, yesterday. And it's that I, I think it was Joel that he said that you know Dune has so much to unpack and maybe the fact that a second part is probably being made is to calmly and patiently hash out the story as a two-parter instead of trying to, you know, barricade everything into one. We've seen movies they are adapted from other intellectual properties that have tried to put everything in one and it doesn't necessarily work. And then we've seen the reverse where <laughs> you turn one book or one work into two movies, like what we saw in the late 2000s, early 2010s, where every last part was a part one and a part two <laughs> of a franchise. Uh, about yes, especially yes. yeah, especially
1: the the last book. Um, I wanted to address quickly what uh Irving was saying. His worry, it's a valid worry, you know, and it's because of that that you what you mentioned right now, Chris, because we had that streak of movies that uh were made in the late 2010s. Sorry early 2010s, where Harry Potter 7, for example, was divided mm-hmm. in two. Uh, Breaking Dawn, I think, it's the last uh, twilight right. of the, the Twilight, twilight. Saga was divided in two. The Hunger the, Games. I, Hunger Games did it with Mockingjay. I, I think Divergent that whatever that ended up, because I think it ended in television, by the way, that movies, <laughs> uh, those movies. So what I'm trying is hopefully they won't go that route hopefully, because it's a crew that we can trust. We know right. these people can pull this kind of movie. And like you mentioned, that I mentioned yesterday, um, it's the fact that Dune also is such a dense a novel. Mm-hmm. I know that the original material is very dense. So hopefully they're doing it because of that, because they want to treat every character with the respect that they deserve. and. Mm-hmm. It at tackle each uh, each topic with patience, and hopefully will pay it off in the end. In both ends, you know, because it's part one and part two.
0: And those um, those decisions don't always completely work out. I mean, you see all types of variations of this practice. Like for example, there's there's a Stephen King. I think I'm not sure. I mean, you know, uh, anybody who's listening here, I don't have the info in my hand or any of you guys. I'm going to have to correct me, but from what I understand, there was a Stephen King work where that was adapted into a movie, well, among many, (laughs) uh, called The Dark Tower, which starred uh, Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey. From what I understand, you're going to have to correct me if I'm wrong, there were three books, and they tried to bunch all that into an hour and a half, and it did not work at all. So, you know, that happens. And then you have the reverse of it where you did The Hobbit, which is one book. And they, you know, they stretched it out into three movies. And then they did a lot of intellectual liberty things and added characters and put characters that are not supposed to be there. Um, uh, forced romance between uh, an elf and a dwarf, notwithstanding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I, wanted, I wanted to to say that, um, maybe what we could get in the end and hopefully it should be that way is something like Kill Bill Part 1 and Part 2 you know that Tarantino made both films back to back you know right. but he know when to stop it he know when to end Kill Bill Part 1 in the sense that it doesn't feel like a movie setting up another movie yeah
2: right okay? But the, the good thing that you good thing that you brought Kill Bill because I was not thinking about that, and that's a great mm-hmm. example, is that um, in Kill Bill Volume one, the based on the plot, she had a target. And in those targets there was obviously Bill. But there were other ones who became the villains of the story. Right. And you were looking forward for that. And guess what? It paid off because at the end, Probably the one of the most iconic um, uh, action sequences or fight sequences ever made. Um, you get to see that ending. You get to see that at least she killed um, Arniechi, but but then we knew that there was something else, and that something else a bigger villain here. And mm-hmm. you know, I I would say that, uh, like I said, I'm not gonna get try to get ahead of ourselves. But I I was thinking about something very funny. Is that we're doing probably podcast dune part one and when we see the movie we probably will gonna do <laughs> dune part two when wow. we're gonna probably talk about it it see. looks
0: like the producer mind of mine has rubbed off on you my friend <laughs>
2: <Spoken> <laughs> I <don't know>. like <laughs> a
0: true producer
2: <laughs> I, I think um. it, it seems like it's gonna be it's gonna be like that but you know what i i'm Beyond everything else, I'm very excited. Just the cast itself, yes. it makes me feel extremely excited, and I cannot wait. I honestly cannot wait.
0: Uh, mentioning uh, another part one and part two, if you want to go a little more obscure, you can do um, Lars von Trier, Nymphomaniac one and two. Very dark, <laughs> and, actually. That's very that's obscure, funny. right? Okay. <laughs> Both came out, uh, I think, this, the same year, uh, <laughs> and you know, the first part had you know an interesting ending, and they both stand for themselves very well. So
1: you, you didn't go there. You didn't go there. I did. No, I did. No, you didn't. What no. Oh Chris my god.
2: <laughs> Something tells me Chris has seen those both films. I haven't. So
1: uh, I
0: I've seen it. them. Seen them. Seen them. I own them
1: i am going to be honest i have seen only part one okay. I, it's not fine. that it's not I'm that i don't want
2: the version of this group <laughs> it's
1: not that i don't want to watch part two it's just that i haven't had the time to watch it i don't okay. know where it's available so if you know guys tell me and maybe maybe i've watched part two and I finish want it Earth
2: to answer one question only i have only one question um, I know that they're different movies, yes, I know yes, for sure, but yes. tell me, did you feel more
0: uncomfortable with Titane or
2: Nymphomaniac?
0: Wow. Okay, so before I answer the question, I, I want I want us to be correct in this that That'd the proper it. pronunciation for uh, Julia Ducourneau's film is Titan. So, Titan. Titan.
1: Excusez-moi.
0: moi That is correct. Um, Let's see, Nymphomaniac or Teton? I would say I was more uh, uncomfortable with Teton because, well, Nymphomaniac is much more straightforward in its um, theme, more so than Teton. And, uh, you know, there is no body horror or mutilation horror. like there is in uh, Julia Ducournau's content in her two films so far. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, I am all in on that director. I am all in, I am all in. Anything she does, I will go see.
2: <laughs> so. uh, it, it's still, I'm still letting it simmer a little bit more. <laughs> I, yes. I do know that I wanna see it again. I don't know if I'm gonna watch it the same way that I saw it
0: the first time that it was right. with one hand covering. <laughs> one hand. But I'll but- tell you what: if you want to go more discomforting, I thought Raw was more discomforting. Actually. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah I, I agree. I agree with that. But still, I don't think that I felt half as uncomfortable watching Raw than 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 Teton uh, because good, good, I good. think. Because I think that what's in what's at stake here and what we were what we were showing those first 30 minutes were completely one thing and what we get, we we got like probably like an hour was something completely different. And 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 it's just something that I would love Joel to watch because we can yeah. do a nice conversation about it. Yes, I, I, we, I need, we, to we need to watch that. Do... I,
1: I, this is great incentive, let me tell you guys. Uh, hearing both your, your side of the story and your experiences watching Titan, uh, I can't wait.
0: That'll be it for uh, the Doom discussion part one. Um, Denis New has not confirmed as of yet, that there will be a part two, but I am confirming that there will be a part two of this discussion after we all see it. I have my tickets. I'm waiting for um, I think it's October 21st. Yeah. So um uh, we're we're gonna be ready to go with that. So um uh, hope you all enjoyed us and catch us next time on our podcast for film sake.